I'm Jake Thompson, and this is the Better Than Yesterday podcast. What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. My name is Jake Thompson. I am the Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete Every Day and your host each and every week as I talk to competitors from all walks of life, business, sports, fitness, entrepreneurs, and more to find out how they succeed in life. Each week we dive into their journey. We learn of their their victories and their losses and how they've learned from those losses and they've created habits to implement in their everyday life to constantly be in the pursuit of being better than they were the day before. It's not about competing against someone else. It's about competing with who you were yesterday and finding a way to be even better today. This week, I am excited to welcome to the show Kimberly Castle. Kimberly is a longtime friend. She's a health and wellness coach here in Dallas, Texas, out of Regina, Canada. She owns her own health and wellness company, is a national level figure bikini competitor in Canada and the U.S., and a three-time Miss Canada winner. She has a new coaching program called Bayer, where she helps women create the mindset needed for a healthy lifestyle. It's not about how you look. It's about how you feel inside, how you take on every day, and ultimately how you're in the pursuit of being better than yesterday. Kim has an incredible journey uh, that started out actually with her being on the cover of Oxygen Magazine and Fitness Rx for Women. She's traveled the world and balances all of these wonderful pursuits with a full-time job as head of technology for a major global brand. We talked about her journey today. We talk about her experience going into the weight loss world, what happened in her own life and what led her to this point today, as well as what inspired her to start her own programming coaching, the work that she's doing now to really change women's lives. And without further ado, I am excited to welcome to the show, Kimberly Castle. Welcome back, everyone. Kimberly, how are you today? Thanks for joining the show. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I told you, quick intro. We, we rock and roll this. So before we dive in uh, to a little bit more about talking about Bear and, and all these different passions you have, give everyone a, a quick overview of the Canadian, now home to Dallas, Texas, uh, who you are, <laughs> how you got here, and, and a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, yes, my name is Kimberly Castle. I was born and raised in a city called Regina, Saskatchewan in Canada. I've lived in the U.S. for the past 15 years. That really kind of ages me, (laughs) but I've been here for 15 years. I've been in Dallas for six. Um, I have a degree in interior design, but I work as a vice president of global technology for MetLife, big insurance company. Um, and I kind of got lucky in my mid-30s uh, when I started my fitness journey and I was put on the cover of a magazine and that kind of catapulted me into another area of fitness that I hadn't really expected Um, And since then, I have done many fitness shows. I've competed in a lot of beauty pageants. I run a beauty pageant. And now I teach women how to love themselves for how they are. I love it. So, okay, so let's flash back to that first almost 
path change of, of being on the magazine. What got you into fitness before then? And how did that initial piece kind of come together? So I always was a fitness fanatic. Even when I was a kid, I played softball from the time I was like in grade three. I played basketball in high school. I played volleyball. Any sport I could, I did. I ran track and field. I ran cross country. So when I um, started working, I found that I really became more of a cardio queen. I didn't have time. I traveled a lot for work. I didn't have time to necessarily uh, get into a gym. I was uh, really self-conscious about lifting weights, uh, mainly because I didn't really know what I was doing. So I would just get on a treadmill and run. So I was what people might call skinny fat. <laughs> um, and so I gained a lot of weight because I was traveling and eating in restaurants all the time and uh, entertaining clients. And I think a lot of women can attest to this or relate to this in that I was turning 30. And I decided I wanted to have the best body of my life. And so how would I do that? Um, I had just moved to a new city. So I thought now's a good time to get a new routine started. And so I joined a gym and I hired a personal trainer and he, he was great. I started seeing results really quickly. He taught me how to lift weights and how to eat, you know, kind of eat better than I was. And he suggested, why don't you enter a fitness competition? And I said, that's ridiculous. I will never be able to follow the diet. <laughs> I'm never doing that. Uh, and I'm a pretty A-type personality. And I, <laughs> at some point, he just like wore me down enough. I was in the gym five days a week anyways. And I thought, what would happen if I actually put the diet into action and so in less than six months, I lost about 45 pounds um, and I entered my first contest and I ended up getting third place in that show. So I didn't win, but at the same time, I entered a contest in a magazine called Oxygen Magazine. It's a big fitness magazine. Um, it's internationally known. And I entered the contest and I won. And so they because I had made such a drastic change in my body in such a short amount of time. And so I was put on the cover of the magazine. And um, that's usually something that fitness competitors are working towards their whole career. And I landed it after my first show. That's awesome. So it was pretty exciting. Yeah. And so that obviously changed quite a bit of what was going on in Everything. your life. Yeah. So, so from there... Yeah. So tell me about it mentally from there. What was that change like for you? And then actual physically, where did your path start to go at that point? Mentally, uh, women think if they get on the cut, well, at least I did. If I got on the cover of a magazine, I thought everybody's going to want me to be in their magazine now. <laughs> like everyone's just going to be knocking on my door because they want to talk to me. They want me to be on TV. They want me to be in their magazine. And like, wake up call. Nobody was calling. Nobody cared. <laughs> Nobody cared. It's all about work. You still need to pound the pavement. It's like you achieve that one goal, but you still need to do the work to continue to grow. So that was, that was an eye opener because I thought, Oh, I've made it. And then it was like, you haven't made anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> So mentally, it was a little bit challenging. The other thing that I struggled with um, is that to get on that cover of that magazine, I mean, I had lost 45 pounds. 
And um, I, I felt this immense pressure to look a certain way at all times because I felt people that would meet me were constantly judging me on how I looked because oh, she might I, like I may have put on five pounds or ten pounds since that shoot. And I remember one woman actually saying to me, uh, "You're nobody special. You don't deserve to be on the cover of the magazine." And I was like, "You're absolutely right. I'm nobody special. Anybody could do this." Anybody can do this. But anybody doesn't do that. Exactly. That's exactly right. So it's like if you put your mind to it and you're consistent and you're persistent, you can do it. So anybody could do it, but you're right. Not everybody is willing to do the work. Yeah. I I saw yesterday somebody made a comment about getting up early, going to the gym or making time to go to the gym. Anybody can do it, but not everybody will do it. And we'll do it. <laughs> there's a reason that most people don't actually achieve some of the goals they set out for is they could do it, but the steps they have to take, they're not willing to put in that work and, and consistently. Yep. And so I, I love that mindset from you because I mean, you, you acknowledge that anybody could do what I did. I just chose to do the work. And so moving forward from, from that opportunity, Instead of just saying, oh, that was cool, I did that, your mindset obviously shifted to to be in this place of always having to be on your game because of how people would meet you to slowly shifting to the confidence of who you are inside and it not being determined by how you go on a stage. Was that a long transition period for you? I would say that probably was a couple years and it, it was really because, you know, competing, competing is difficult. It messes with your head. You, you feel like if you're, if you're not as lean as you are on stage, you're not good enough. It, it's just, it just kind of messes with you. So it actually took me a long time to get comfortable in my skin again to be confident enough to know that I can still do anything I put my mind to. Um, And so it didn't take a while for me to do that. I struggled with an eating disorder for a while because I was trying to, um, I was just trying to keep up with the Joneses and, and lost sight of kind of, you know, just the regular work you need to put in. And so people start looking for shortcuts. Um, and so that I, and that's exactly why I teach the bear class now is because I think there's a lot of women who compete, even women who don't compete, they're just struggling day to day with their weight and trying to get in a consistent routine. They don't know what to do or how to get there. And they think that they need to wait for their lives to begin until they lose five, 10, 20 pounds. At what point did you decide to really start serving other women struggling with what you struggled with? Like how long have you been focused on really officially the bear program? But before that, when the the seed started ideating in your mind of, man, there's other people going through exactly what I've been through. I've got to help them. Yeah. Initially it started with me coaching other women in to do fitness competitions or just lose weight. And I, I had a bit of a focus on the mental side of it. Uh, I've officially been coaching with the bear program for three years now. And it started because I had sought out something to help me. 
And so I actually took this program from a woman in Evansville, Indiana, named Susan Hyatt. And it was exactly because I was looking for a way, I knew I needed to change my mindset about how I was viewing my, myself and my body and like just loathing how I looked, even though I looked perfectly fine. Um, but my, I wasn't doing all the things I knew that I wanted to do and live, you know, an amazing life because I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't because I was overweight. So I've been coaching this program for the last three years and I'm coaching it because I know how beneficial it was to me and that I can share what I've learned and I've been there. It's always, it's always easier if you've been there and you can relate to the women that you're, you're working with. So in your own journey, having gone through kind of that same arc start to finish, how have you seen just the results of that experience and growth in your end impact your relationships as well as maybe your professional career? Gosh, that's a great question. I was literally thinking about this, this past weekend, how like my life has done a total 180 and I am dreams are coming through that I never imagined would come true. And it's simply because I'm believing that I can do it. And it's not the other way around, right? It's not seeing is believing, it's believing is seeing. So as soon as I started to believe in myself, uh, that's when everything started to change. So, you know, I've got a great career. I'm, a, I'm an executive at a major company. I'm the CEO of a major beauty pageant. I'm in... At the age of 42, I was in Maxim Magazine. That's unheard of. (laughs) So, yeah, there's amazing things that are happening simply because it's just a mind shift, right? A mind shift and and the opportunity to give back and share with those women who I know are struggling as well. Do you think when when your mindset shifted, I'm curious about this whole process because I've had an experience and, and I know others have too. Do you think it's, you become more aware of the opportunities in front of you that perhaps you missed or you become more self-motivated to go find opportunities? I'm going to say the latter. Okay. More motivated, more motivated to do so because I think I knew the opportunities were always there before. I just didn't think they were available to me. Right? Like I didn't think I was good enough to to even work towards that because why would anybody give that to me? And then you start to think like, well, why not me? (laughs) Why, why isn't it me? Why is it somebody else? It could certainly be me. I just need to do the work. And it's just like I was saying, you know, being on the magazine, I was lucky because it kind of got handed to me, but that doesn't happen normally. And you have to work. You have to be like reaching out to the magazines to promote yourself. Otherwise, there are a thousand other women that are just like you. And how are you going to distinguish yourself and how are you going to be different so that they want to be working with you? I love that. So I would say, yeah, so I would say it's a lot. Definitely, you're just more motivated to go out and get it. So right now, out of my own personal curiosity, how in the world 
do you prioritize your day or your week from a bandwidth standpoint? Because I mean, you've got full-time job, you travel, you work out, you coach. I mean, you're running 500 miles an hour, but at the same time, I know based on your message and who you are as an individual, you also take care of yourself and find time for you too, so that you're not completely burnt out and spent. Yeah. So I think there's a couple things. I think one's probably very similar to you, Jake, and kind of how you feel about um, your business. I, I mean, I don't feel like it's a job. It's something that I love and it's just something that I do every day. I don't necessarily feel like it's work. So that's one thing. The other thing is because I do have a very demanding day job and, you know, I still want to take care of myself and work out. And then I still have pageant stuff to do and I still have coaching to do. I actually rely very heavily on my calendar. (laughs) So every week I basically schedule out my entire, I'll sit down and look at my entire week coming up to, to make sure that I have everything plugged in. Like I'll actually plug my workout into the calendar. And if I'm actually trying to like drop a few pounds for a photo shoot, I even will plug in like my meals, like (laughs) how many times I'm going to eat a day and what time I'm eating. Um, and it's really just so that I don't even have to think about it. I just look at my calendar and it tells me what I'm supposed to be doing when, and I just do it. Um, I heard something the other day. It's kind of like, it's kind of like racehorses, how they put blinders on racehorses, right? So that they're not seeing the other horses around them to be distracted. You just put the blinders on and just run. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was talking to someone uh, recently and part of uh, the analogy I like to use talking is you look at how we're created to run and if you ever got out to run a, a marathon or a 5K or a 10K and you, you took off running and then all you did was look to your like left and to your right or behind you to see where everyone else is, you would slow down. Like your body physically cannot efficiently at, at optimum speed run if you're not focused on anywhere but straight ahead and running kind of focused on your own lane. And it's funny, the the blinders, the horses, That's that's so true, but we tend to forget that all in life because we see something on social media and, Oh, I've got to do this because they're doing it. And then you look over here and someone else is doing that. How do you keep your blinders on in in social with social media? Cause I know you're very active um, and you've got a great following, but how do you keep distracted or keep from being distracted from other people that are doing similar activities to you? It took me a long time to feel confident about my message because I, I always felt like my peers were judging me and what I was saying. Like, well, what does she know? She she doesn't know anything. Um, at some point, you just, I just dropped it. I'm like, you know what? Who gives? I don't care what they think You could say, I know what I you know. said. You were about to say, who gives a shit? It's okay. <laughs> who gives a shit? I can, you're okay yeah, to say like, that. Who gives, a shit? <laughs> who gives a shit what they think about what I think? Uh, if I'm too busy worrying about what they think about me, I'm never going to do the good that I want to do or be able to focus on the message. And so it's very similar to, like I said, how I plan out my week. I look at my schedule and, and I plan it, plan it out ahead. It's the same thing in my coaching and it's the same thing in my business. I have a plan that I want to execute um, and I might know that three months in advance. I kind of do planning in quarters. And so 
I will know what I'm trying to achieve within those three months and the message that I'm trying to get out. And I just simply ignore what else is happening. I mean, yes, I'm paying attention to the noise that's going around me, but I'm not all consumed with it. I think that's uh, I think that's great advice. And, and just the fact that you admitted that, you know, you did struggle with this. It, it, it wasn't like it's just naturally easy or has always been easy oh, yeah. just to turn uh, that off. So this, Kimberly, is going to be the last episode of 2017. So 2018 wow. is, I know, rapidly approaching. What is something you're excited about in the new year in terms of a goal you've set or something you're pursuing to accomplish in the coming year? Uh, well, the one big one is the Mrs. Canada Globe pageant is going to be in February. So that that's on front of my mind right now. I'm busy planning for that. We're pretty excited about that. But the other big one for me is, you know, I do my coaching and it's on a one-on-one -on -one or a group group basis. But for me, my big focus for 2018 is to really get out there to get the message out to a greater number of people. And it's really to be getting on a bigger stage and doing a lot more speaking to the masses and sharing that message. So in regards to that, who is the ideal woman for you? Like, who are you out there saying, I want to help you? It's typically women between the ages of like 25 and 50. Um, and this, I suppose the sweet spot are, you know, mo moms who, who think that, um, they just don't have the body that they used to, or, you know, the, they've kind of lost focus of themselves. It's, it's young professionals who aren't making the time for themselves that they need to be making. Their health is not where they, they want it to be. And they just need to get that mindset or anybody who's kind of stuck, um, and tired of dieting and tired of being on that roller coaster and feeling terrible about themselves. Um, I, I want to be able to help them change that mindset because you do not need to feel that way. I love that. I love that Sh training and working with women to be stronger mentally, which in turn yeah. just absolutely impacts every area of their life from their relationships to careers, to just how you yeah. attack each day. That's, that's awesome. So last question, just out of pure curiosity, what made you decide to start your own pageant? <laughs> well, like that's I was a beast a, of a goal. Was, <laughs> so I was a Mrs. Canada Globe in 2013 and 2015. And I was one of, you know, I was lucky enough to get to travel to China and compete internationally. And we did not have a pageant in Canada. And I was so blown away by the opportunity and the experience that I was able to experience while I was in China that I wanted to be able to share it with with the women in Canada and so that's really why you know that was the main reason I did it but the other reason is we everything that we do regarding the pageant is related to um, raising funds for women and children's charities so to date we've raised over sixty thousand dollars for charities in Canada that support women and children, various different ones. And so that's the other piece of it is that it's another way for us to give back to the community. I love that. So, something good, social good right in the middle of it uh, and getting to yeah. pursue your passions. Oh, that's awesome. Kimberly. All right. So if people 
so say there's someone listening that's like, I've got to check out the Bear program, or I just want to follow along to see what's going on to learn about this pageant. Where can people connect with you online? There's a few different places. So uh, my website, KimberlyCastle.com. Um, or you can find me on Facebook and it's the same. I'm just at Kimberly Castle on Facebook and we are at Mrs. Canada Globe on Twitter. Awesome. And I will link to all of those in the show notes. Kimberly, thank you incredibly for being on the show this week. Thanks, Jake. I appreciate it. That's it for another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. I I appreciate you as a listener. I appreciate each member of the Compete community, and I'm glad that you tuned in this week, and hopefully you found some value in what we shared and who we brought on and just all the types of content we're out sharing. So if you got feedback, like I said, shoot us a note directly to podcast at competeeveryday.com. Connect with us on social media. Say hi. Tell us you found the podcast. We love connecting with new members of the community. We want to welcome you. Uh, We want to find ways to connect you and equip you with ways that you can be better than yesterday. Have a great week. 